0: This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening and welcome to the Lindell Report. I'm Brandon House in for Mike Lindell, who is crisscrossing the country Working to save America and fix 2020 first. Tonight, I'll be joined by Dr. Doug Frank. He has the deep baritone voice of a radio guy. But unfortunately, we have to see him sometimes on TV. I'm just joking with Doug Frank. And then we're joined by Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer just filed a huge lawsuit today. You don't want to miss out on that. But first, let's go to the golden voice of Dr. Doug Frank, but who, by the way, is a very good soloist. Many of you don't know. He also is a former minister of music in a church. He can sing. He can conduct choir. He's quite musical. But Thank I do. You. I still go back to the fact, Frank, you have the voice of a guy that should be sitting in a dark room doing radio, particularly late at night, kind of like uh,
1: <laughs> Art Bell used to do. You know that Yeah, deep voice. I remember Art Bell. I used to listen to that. That was fun. It was good to go to sleep to because it was... Really out there, so you couldn't take it too seriously, but it was interesting. So it would like take your mind off whatever calculations you were working on. Absolutely. Now you are a baritone, not a bass, right? That's correct. Yeah, I could hear it in your voice to know you're a baritone. Yeah, the baritone ring. Absolutely, that's yeah. a that's a distinct thing. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely is.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's your hat say? Follow the data.
1: Follow the data. Yeah, I you caught me by surprise, so I just threw my hat on, so my head wouldn't be too shiny. Well, that's fine. But you can get that hat at your website, can't you? No, this was a gift from somebody. Oh,
0: really? I uh, thought I thought maybe you were selling those now.
1: No, um, we did launch a site today, actually. Though, um, um, vote Amish, uh, vote Amish uh, merch. People are wearing shirts that say "vote Amish" on it. <laughs> Seriously. And- really yeah and uh it, it was it's not to make money it's just to kind of raise a little money to help pay for some of our events and things so it's like not that. to make money but it is to raise a little money you just kind of uh, you know stuff. it's not to, not to make money it's its not a profit center is my I'm point. i'm just it,
0: messing with you but really seriously expense. on your website you now have shirts that say vote amish really <laughs> all paper no machines yeah that's cool that's pretty pretty cool pretty cool all right so we're going to be joined by Laura Loomer uh, at the bottom of the hour. She has, you know, launched a major lawsuit today that we want to hear about. But I thought we'd better check in with you and get an update from you on what is going on uh, in your world because it's been a while since we've had you on the Lindell Report.
1: Yeah, I, it's it, it's just I've been so busy, and it seems like Mike calls me all the time and says, "Wow, I want you on tonight," but you know, I've, I'm giving a presentation that night, and it's hard to. It's hard to uh, pull away when you know there are two hundred or five hundred people in a room waiting to hear you talk. So that's right. Fortunately, we caught you to, at home, as I can see. That's right. You you got me in my man cave. Uh, I'm uh, I've been uh, traveling the country, as you know. I've been in thirty five states now, and I think the last time you and I talked, I was in Wisconsin. I had just come off the Wisconsin meeting with Speaker Voss, and that was huge, right? That was a the. To get the Speaker of the House to admit that there's widespread fraud in his state, that's a landmark, Um, you know, because he's basically admitting that there was fraud that was sufficient in the state to change the outcome, which is important. Now, now they got to do something, and what they have to do is decertify. So that was what we were talking about last time I was on, and of course I was on a high from that. And then uh, in Arizona, you know, Mike has filed the injunction, helped to file the injunction there against the machines, and. And I don't know—is is the next state public knowledge yet? Because it's about to happen. Well,
0: they—they they have announced multiple states, so I guess what—go ahead, mention it. I guess. Right? Well, I
1: don't know. I don't want to get Mike. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but uh, Mike has I, laid
0: out all the states. This—the attorneys that are always trying to hold him back, but he yes, goes out and he—he he says, "Well, we're going to this state." This and so I don't think you're going to do any harm because I'm sure it's already been in the list.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it's in the list and. You know, it's a it's a northwestern state <laughs> where where we had the cyber symposium. <laughs> oh, great, South Dakota. So, uh, it's um exactly, and 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 that's about to that's about to drop. And you know, Kurt's been working really hard putting together all those temporary injunctions, and just today I gave him some data. You know, there's some really interesting results. For example, the EAC, people may not know what that is, the Election Assistance Commission. It's a federal organization that sort of polices our elections around the country. Well, they caught ES&S. It's one of the major voting companies, and they're the ones used in South Dakota. They caught them shipping about 32,000 machines around the country before the election that were Internet-equipped. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Shipping how many? 32 thousand to I, I think it's 87 customers you know and some of those customers are whole states they ship 32 and these machines these ds200s have built-in modems they come standard that way and they were not supposed to be shipped with modems it's against federal law Wait a minute, this
0: is those- this is big news Th- this is big news what you're saying
1: <laughs> you think
0: I've and- never heard this before I mean are you
1: breaking this here for the first time or what? Well, it's sort of it's sort of news and sort of not. It's one of these things where, like you, you and I know we we have big news all the time. Like the Wisconsin news is huge news, but nobody knows about it because the mainstream media, the lamestream media, won't cover it. Right? You have to, and so you don't hear about it unless we report it, and 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 you report it. So it's. Um, I'll send you those links to those articles. They were they were put out last year. Actually, might have been. Two years ago, before the election, 19 secretaries of states knew that their the two things knew that their machines were hackable. That's one thing because the EAS told them they were. We have 85 megabytes of emails among 19 secretaries of states and ESNs talking about the problem. And the fact that they knew ahead of time they were hackable but they said well we'll we'll certify it this time but you got to have it fixed by next time oh wow so th- that was one thing and then the other thing is that they had shipped all these machines with that were modem equipped and they weren't supposed to be you know and I just came back from North Carolina the uh, a few weeks ago great great bunch of folks up there in Surrey County uh, you know Surrey County' where Mayberry is right you know so if you watched Andy Griffith you know exactly. <whistles> John Knotts? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We have to nip it in the bud, babe. And, and that's that's where I was, in that county. And I love those people. Let me tell you about those people. They, The Zuckerbucks, they took some of the Zuckerbucks, and when the citizens found out that they had taken money from Zuckerberg, they rose up, they went to their election commissioners, and they said, you have to send that money back. They're the only people in the country I know that sent the Zuckerbucks back. Wow. I mean. I love these people. A couple of years ago before the COVID stuff happened, they had a, a there was an attack the federal, I'm sorry, a state legislative action to try to limit their second amendment. And so Surrey County once again rose up and fought the whole state. And so that was they they're they're rebels up there. They are liberty-loving rednecks, but they're the <laughs> but they're the most beautiful people. I told them when I left, I want to move there. I love living there. Uh, beautiful place. But anyway, um, I, I love those deplorables. I can count myself as one of them. Uh, but So that's the way they are. And they're rebelling against using their machines there because they know they're hackable. So while I was there, though, they told an interesting story. And Keep in mind, November 2020 is the election. And then April, after that, there's a work order where ESNS came in and removed all the modems from their election machines, so that proves their machines were capable of being online during the election, and they knew it. But of course, we know they knew it. It was already, it was already published. I think it's Politico was one of the well, of the I articles. just found this. Here's what I found
0: while you were talking. I just searched. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I found from the Washington Times. Yep. Uh n- dated the date on this is uh, July 17th 2018. <laughs> ES, ES 2018. Esns voting machine maker says election systems contained remote access software.
1: Yes. Okay. And, that, that, and you haven't that's the 2018 one there's a 2021 as well. Well, here's one e. from
0: here's one from November 17th 2020 over to our friends uh, 100% fed up. Yes. Voting yes. machine maker Esns confirms they yes. sold wireless modems to 11 states. Website yes. claims zero voting tabulators were internet-connected.
1: That's what they think, except you got to realize that those modems are tele- telex modems, which means they can call the nearest cell tower. You don't have to connect them to your Wi-Fi hotspots. You don't have to plug them in with a cable. So a lot of these people think, oh, well, you know, these are air gap, Dr. Frank, so they're not connected to the Internet. So I walk up there with my little sensor. I don't know if I've shown you one. I've got these little sensors. I just walk up to it and hold it next to the machine and says, oh, yeah? Well, your show machine's online. Here it is. Boom. Show it. Where's your where's – your, no, no, not that, guys. Where's the sensor?
0: Uh, I've got one right over here. You want me to get it? Yeah, I want to see it while I look for more articles.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm a scientist geek, right? So I have all these kind of tools. <laughs> there we go. Oops, there we go. All right, so what is that, and how much does one cost? $140 on Amazon. And what is it? Well, I'm turning it on right now. And so what you can do is you can, it just shows you what the total, well, it's not showing up, is it? It's no. A glare it's just a, it's a There we go. Now I can see it. Yeah, 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 OK. It, it it there. I'll see if I can get the glare to go away. There, there we go. go. It shows you which bands are online and, and when and how much is happening. So for example, if I were connected through Wi-Fi right now with my laptop, I'm not. Although you see little blips happening all the time. That's yep. probably my cell phone pinging the tower right now right. from where I live. So uh, now I can also do a frequency analysis, and I can record it. So tomorrow, when I go to the polls, I'm taking this baby with me, and I'm going to record everything that happens inside the polls. When because there's polls, uh, a primary election tomorrow, uh, in Ohio, and so, I'll begin, of course, I'm going in to vote in person and show my photo ID, uh, and then while I'm there, I'm going to record all the activity from their voting machines. Fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. So, so. Um, ha- I guess I guess now now that I've told the world there'll be policemen waiting for me, they probably won't let me take it in now. Well, I well, there's nothing illegal about that, right? I don't think so. No, no. They don't. They wouldn't want to disenfranchise
0: me from voting, would they? No, 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 not you. Because I'm pretty sure they know how you're going. They know you're going to vote far
1: left, so they want you to show up for sure. That's right, um, that's right. Anyway, I got a little distracted, but in other words, I think that's big news, and I think that's the reason why these temporary injunctions that Mr. Lindell is going around the country filing are so important. How do you know, as a state? that you don't have one of those machines that's connected to the internet. Unless you open it up and look for yourself, you don't know because they ship so many of them, right? So that's why a temporary injunction makes a lot of sense.
0: How many electronic voting machines are being used across the country in total? Do you know the total
1: number? Oh, I don't even know what that number is. No, but it's, it's hundreds of thousands. Yeah, wow. the the real money in it isn't in the machine. They sell you the machines, but it's the service contract. It's kind of like when you buy color printers. You know, you, the printer they sell it to you for dirt cheap. Then you pay for you know half the price of the printer just to get the color cartridges all the time, right? Right, right. That it's the same way with the voting stuff. It's the ongoing service contract that they charge so much for.
0: So tonight, I know uh, in Georgia, I just talked to Garland Favorito, and they've got a. Um, premiere going on right now seven o'clock uh, seven o'clock two thousand mules right yeah because it's six seventeen here but seven yeah. o'clock there they're yeah they're doing a premiere of two thousand mules yes um what do you what do you what do you think will come of
1: this well i i love it that that movie's coming out i absolutely love it because it's just one more nail in the coffin that's proving to everybody exactly what we've been saying all along. Right. Remember what I've been saying is that they inflate the voter rolls ahead of time. That gives them a whole bunch of names they can use to stuff ballots for. So here's video of that actually happening. And you know, for people actually seeing happen exactly what I predicted, uh, you know, when we did the movie scientific proof, exactly what I predicted was happening. And when I was in Wisconsin, remember, we uncovered the CTCL a website that was doing the ballot stuffing there and what were they using the census just like we predicted so it's just one more piece of evidence so what do i think will come of it i think it will just continue to raise awareness in america in the american public that that it's been that the elections have been fraudulent but don't kid yourself you know when i started this i worked with the pennsylvania state legislature i mean they gave me access to everything In their state. I got access to their computer logs. I got access to everything. And even when I showed them their own results and they believed them, what did you ever hear about it? Nada. This is not about data. And you've heard Mike say this before. It's not about evidence. We have plenty of data, plenty of evidence, plenty of ways of showing you that the elections have been hacked. What we don't have is the public that understands that. And understands that they have to stand up against the leadership of the state and say, "We're not voting this way anymore because we know our elections are being stolen, and we're not going to tolerate it anymore." So that's why so much of my work is on the ground, ground, the grassroots ground level, working with the people, educating the public, and that's why what Mike's doing, you know, with the social media platforms, and he's out there every night with the Lindo Report, and I know you, you're a huge mouthpiece for that. It's super important. We are teaching the public. That you can't have machines in the elections, but it's not just the machines. You can't have the electronic poll books either, because that's that's part of the hack. So it's it's a whole integrated system. You have electronic poll books that tell you who's voted and who's not voted, so that you know who to put in a ballot for, and then the machines reassign the ballots as as we proved with the Mesa 3 report. So, you know, the whole thing is an integrated system, and it's pretty well designed, but it's taken about 25 years to. To polish up.
0: Did you know that President Trump spoke about this the other night in? Um, I think this was in Delaware. In, uh, yeah, in Delaware, Ohio. I was there with Mike. Oh, were you really? Okay, here yeah. let me let yeah. me play what President Trump had to say. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if this will play. Here
1: we go. Logan, are we getting that? That doesn't look like Delaware. That was the next one he went to.
0: No, it says right there, Delaware, Ohio. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I was there then. Yeah.
0: Logan. I know you're not. But where's Logan? Him, <laughs> oh well, we can't have Logan leaving the room because he knows how to fix all these problems. <laughs> let me. Uh, let me. When does
1: the kid get to go to the bathroom?
0: I know. Well, that's the truth. Let me try it again,
1: Logan or Reagan. We try it again. Well, you're not getting that yet. Well, you obviously we. Know basically, you're not he that. said all the things we've been saying, which is you got to vote a single day, you got to vote on paper, you got to get rid of the electronic poll books. He he basically said all the things we've been saying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, he also talked about the injunction that day. Um, I was on RSBN three times that day, and Mike was on, you know, you know Mike loves loves that. He did that practically the whole all afternoon. All right, it's working on my computer,
0: guys, so why is it not working when I plug it in? Let's try it again. See, what, uh, I'm persistent, if nothing else. That's all right.
1: You're more than that.
0: Uh, he's going to come and fix it. He thinks he knows what the issue is. All right. That's all right. Um, All right, we're going to play this. I'm not going to give up. I'm persistent. We're going to be joined in just a minute, by the way, by Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer, uh, Doug Frank, is making news in regard to uh, filing a lawsuit, I think, some legal work, paperwork against some of the big social media platforms. Then she's also running for Congress down in Florida. So Laura Loomer will join us in just a minute. So um, what else are you watching? What else are you looking at before we let you go?
1: Well, I've been going back over, you know, I've done analyses, pretty careful analyses of 40 states. And in every state I do several kinds of analyses. And I've been going back and kind of, you know, it was like fast and furious there for months. I was just frantically getting from site to site, you know, location to location teaching people. Now I've kind of been going back and cleaning up and putting short little presentations, maybe three or four minutes on each state, showing them the critical data. And, and in each state, I'll show them the history of their registrations, the history of their voting. And you can see right in the data that you can see the anomalies due to the machines. You can see the, the a lot of the states, the registration rates are growing faster than the population. I mean, dramatically so. I mean, for example, we have seven states in the United States that have more people registered than they have people over 18 years old. I, I mean. That's the sort of thing. So in state by state, and I go and I show where they fit in, how they fit into the state, how much fraud that we estimate they have. And then I also run the algorithms that, that I showed you in the early days and show how I can predict all the counties and some of the states I can even predict it down to the precinct level and because it depends on the system. That's one of the ways, I think in the early days, that's one of the things that convinced me what was really going on, is that I could look at the data for a state and I could tell you what kind of voting systems they had based upon the results. How could I do that? Well, because if I could predict it down to the precinct level, I knew they were centralized roles. Mm. If if I could only predict it to the county level and it was sort of not so hot, then I knew that they had less contact with the data, less chance to make adjustments. And so I, I knew that it could be county to county instead of precinct to precinct. So it was a, you know, it was a very convincing piece of evidence for me in the early days. Mm. All right, let's try this piece by, uh president
0: trump uh talking about the uh yeah. injunction here we go
1: to ban electronic
0: voting machines and replace them with a transparent wait a minute let's go back to the beginning will be help here we go every state should follow the lead of the patriots in arizona where yesterday carrie lake mark fincham and others filed a lawsuit to ban electronic voting machines and replace them with a transparent hand count hand, hand. System, paper, 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 paper. We don't have to worry about signals being sent down from the sky. All right. So this was uh, in Delaware, Ohio. When was yeah, that? I by was. The
1: way? I was there. I was like, a, a, I could have, you know, tossed a wad of paper and hit him. Where, four, right there. <laughs> where? 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 Uh, when was that? When was that? Uh, last Saturday. Last Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Mike was. Mike was there. I picked him up at his private jet because I'm from Ohio. And we went over and saw the event, and then I took him back to his plane, and he had to go to Texas next.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Okay, Um, let's see if there's anything else here. Um, Let's see. Here we go. Attorney (laughs) Gills. After Georgia election was stolen, the Secretary of State, Rassenberger still refuses to address lawsuit on irregularities. Here we go. Look at this headline over at the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Auditor Gills. After Georgia election was stolen, Secretary of State Raffensperger still refuses to address lawsuit on irregularities of 2020 election. Corrupt Fulton County, Georgia DA Fannie Willis Willis, called a grand jury to determine whether President Trump should be punished for claiming the Georgia election in 2020 was fraudulent and stolen. Are you kidding me? On Monday, a grand jury was selected to look at President Trump's already call with Secretary of State Raffensperger. and that was debunked a year ago. The political attack on President Trump comes the same week the documentary 2,000 Mules is set for for release. The movie will provide definitive proof that President Trump was correct in saying the 2020 election in Georgia was fraudulent. The movie exposes a vast conspiracy of ballot traffickers in the state of Georgia who stole the 2020 election. And uh, the ultimate problem with Fan's case against Trump is that the call in question was a completely legitimate Phone call. I mean, these guys are so desperate. So here they are, wanting to convene a grand jury in Fulton County to do what? To because the guy talked about the election being stolen again. What happened to our freedom of speech? But I think we kind of know with uh, what's the uh, the Biden regime. You know, this moron. He's handpicked uh, to run the board of gu- board of uh, disinformation. You know where this is headed. Then if you say anything they deem to be a problem, they're going to prosecute you. But Trump doesn't have the freedom of speech to talk about the election being stolen. Stacey Abrams said it was stolen a few years ago from her. Did they prosecute her in Georgia?
1: Remember, after 2016, the message from the Democrats were the Russians hacked the election. That's right. And that's why Hillary was sponsoring all of those uh, hearings at the federal level about the election machines and how hackable they were and then suddenly everything got quiet after about 2019 if you didn't notice yeah and I think it's because they just said, well okay we're, they're, they're not gonna we're gonna use the machines and that's what they did. So um, it's not just the Democrats it's both parties. Absolutely. I'm pretty disappointed I've, I' I'm pretty disappointed with the whole country. I've, I've spoken to dozens now of uh, attorneys general and secretaries of states. none of them want to touch it. There, there, there are, I shouldn't say none. There are a, a couple that are be, getting ready to stick their neck out. But what did it need? What did it take? It took the public rising underneath them to finally step up. Because we've had the data before them for you know over a year now. Yeah. It, the data, it, people think that it happens to me all the time. People will call me, and they're so frustrated. Dr. Frank, we got all these canvassing data. and We took it to the Secretary of State. And I say, why did you do that? <laughs> and they say, well, because we brought him the evidence and he's supposed to do something about it. And I say, you don't realize the Secretary of State likes the system the way it is right now because that's how he keeps getting elected. It, you, you don't win with the evidence. We have to win with the movement. The people have to rise up. The people have to say, and I think the best weakest link in their whole system is the county level because the local county officials are elected by the local county people and the local county people say hey we don't want to vote this way anymore and so then the county officials can step up mm-hmm. remember I told you in Wisconsin they have a state law that says any county that has less than 7,500 people in it doesn't have to use the machines they don't have to use the electronic systems so that's already built into their state. A lot of states have those kind of laws that makes it really easy to just opt out. So in conclusion, Dr. Frank,
0: what do yes, you, before we go to Laura Loomer, what do you think is gonna happen this fall? Uh, do you think that, I mean, again, this is your expertise, the algorithms. If yeah. this, and I'm not, I mean, if we're talking about the red wave that they're talking about, I mean, people are just chomping at the bit to vote, just to, to reverse this Marxist slide. Yes. Um, will they have their algorithms set can they set them can they are is there a point where they can't set them too high or it's so obvious or explain to me what you think they're doing what you think they're preparing for how they're going to do it and how they could overreach that you could find
1: it clear as a bell well right now their credit line is about 10 percent. so in other words they have about 10 percent they can swing the ballots And so like you'll have states like Kentucky where the Secretary of State says, oh, yeah, we're cleaning up the rolls. But you look, they haven't decreased it at all. In fact, they've only increased it a little bit. So they're keeping the credit lines high. So we know as voters that if we allow their systems to run and it's just a normal election year, they're just going to control the outcomes again. So the only way we have to stop this is either to work at the county level to get rid of the machines, which is why Mike's doing what he's doing, or we have to vote in such large numbers that they can't overwhelm the ten percent. That's why Trump was able to win in so many states in twenty sixteen because he just so overwhelmed, you know, the the algorithms. There's a limit to how much they can stuff. When why? You think about why? It, just... Why is there a limit? Why is there a ten a ten percent limit? Well, they don't. It, it, there's only a certain number of bodies. <laughs> so let's say that there are a hundred people that live in a town, and eighty of them vote. Well, if, if the if the margin was already, you know, sixty to twenty, there aren't enough bodies left to stuff enough ballots to to, to overcome the, the the margin, if that makes sense. You know, if if if, if there are eighty of the hundred people voted, then that leaves twenty left over that they could stuff ballots for, right? But the problem is is that if they stuffed all twenty of those, it would still be uh, sixty to to forty instead of 60 to 20. In other words, there's only 100 ballots. You can't have more ballots than people. Uh, then you end up like Pennsylvania. <laughs> but nothing happened when that happened in Pennsylvania. So apparently they can do it and get away with it. And uh, exactly. And and I think I think that's why Trump had to accept the the flawed election. Because at the time, he knew nobody was gonna stand up and overturn the election, even though it was fraudulent.
0: And by, by the way, so for he, those who don't remember, Florida, I mean, excuse me, Pennsylvania had more votes than voters in their state. Yes. So the only Uh, way he could lose, the only way they could have Trump losing Pennsylvania was to have more votes than voters, which (laughs) again, should cause so many red flags that they, by their state law, they're not supposed to be able to certify that. Exactly. Bill Barr, Bill Barr, who is probably eating at an all-you-can-eat cafe, he was too busy eating and grazing to do anything about it because he told the federal district or the uh, district attorney there who wanted to do something about it. And I think Philadelphia don't do anything because um, I so, think so Bill he, Barr's a deep state crooked guy, in my opinion. But um, right. so Pennsylvania, they didn't do anything. So the question is, well, why don't they just do that in all the
1: states? Well, th- that's the thing. The difference that was then, and this is now. Then, there were too many people that were just saying, oh, Trump's a spoiled sport, you know, suck it up, you lost. Uh Uh-uh. Now we've got over 60% of the American public know that the election was fraudulent. Now it's a different situation. Now it's a different game. People are not going to tolerate that much fraud anymore. They're going to stand up. And think about it. If you were a a candidate who lost during the 2020 election, you know, you didn't have much recourse because nobody wanted to audit anything. Now, if you're a candidate running and it looks and it smells suspicious, you can bet there's going to be lawsuits everywhere and audits everywhere. In other words, the people are now are Now, the beehive has been kicked. The public is buzzing and we're not going to tolerate it. So anymore. what do you
0: think the Democrats, the Marxists, the globalists, the the rhino Republicans, what do you think they're doing right now? And what do you think will be successful or not successful? What do you think the outcome will be in November? well
1: i really think that november is sort of too late it's the primaries where a lot of this is being decided because the the prime you know if you have a really good candidate that you know can win in november they'll get rid of him in the primary why because the primary the voter turnouts are lower and since the voter turnouts are lower you'd have to cheat less to win so really the thing that i think that the the primaries are like so important if there's a primary in your state you get out there and you vote vote in person vote on election day and bring 10 of your friends with you 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 got to win you got to win your primaries so what you're saying
0: is they're gonna take out the opposition in the primary and and they'll be betting on both republican and democrat they'll be betting on both horses in the general so that they win enough races that that whoever even if the republicans take it it'll be the the uh
1: Idiots like McCarthy, you know, the idiot that well, moron. What I'm what I'm seeing is that, you know, there in a lot of these red states I'm in, they say, Oh, but Dr. Frank, we have a Republican majority. No. Those states are so red, if you have a D in front of your name, you can't get elected. So what they're doing is in the primaries, they're putting people that are really D's, they're really rhinos. They have an R in front of their name. They're getting those people elected in the primaries. And then, of course, when it's Republican versus Democrat, who gets elected in a red state? The R gets elected. And so that's why the primaries are really where they're filtering out the, the true conservatives. So the if they win,
0: these- if the Republicans win the House, it won't matter if it's a bunch of Ds, Democrats, wearing the uniform of the Republicans.
1: I just came back from Oklahoma, uh, Brandon, And when I was there the day before i arrived their secretary of state sent a letter to every single one of their clerks and every single one of their legislators and told them don't meet with dr frank i mean that that is a red state oklahoma is red and but they are so corrupt in their legislature oh and and when i was in kansas their house i've been i've spoken to probably a dozen different legislators legislatures and when I was in Kansas, they were the rudest to me of any legislature in the country. Kansas. And they're super red. So what's going on here? What's going on here is it's not really R versus D. It's establishment versus the people. And once the, so long as establish- they don't get
0: an America first Trump candidate, they don't care. If they get a Republican and they can take yes. out the Trump Republican yes. uh, America first candidate in the primary—, in the primary. Then they yes. can throw a they can throw a a, a McCarthy type in there. They can yep. throw a Lindsey Graham type in there, yep. and they're good to
1: go. And that's how they're doing it. And that's how they're stuffing all of our legislators, our legislatures across the country, with these. They, you think they're? I mean, in Pennsylvania is majority Republican. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the evidence right there. Okay, Pennsylvania is a, Republic, a Republican majority house, and yet they didn't fix the election, even when they admitted to me when we showed them that it was fraudulent. They still didn't fix it. Why? Because they aren't real Republicans. They aren't real conservatives. All right, so what is your prediction for the fall? The fall is going to, so this is what's happening. Every day, something new is happening in this country. Mike is launching new lawsuits, new states. Audits are starting all over the place. I'm going to be, there's a couple of new audits about to break break the, the news lines. In other words, 2020 didn't die. It's only growing. And and it's starting to come to a head now. And all over the country stuff is popping out everywhere. So it's going to just become more and more intense. And through the primaries, the primaries are going to tell me what's going to happen in November. Because if the primaries are contested, if the primaries are a big fight, uh, and and, and along the way, Mike is filing all these injunctions and the machines. In other words, it's going to become a big mess. I think November has a chance uh, for us taking our country back because there'll be enough people that will uh, be opposed to the machines and the injunctions will have been filed in enough states that we can actually have real elections again. Wow. How about that for a, uh, it's kind of a wish you wants, wants to answer, but but the momentum is building almost on a daily basis sometimes.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, we sure appreciate you and all your work, Dr. Frank. Likewise you, brother. And thank you for joining us tonight. It's great to see you in, in, anytime, my friend. Thank you, Doug. Dr. Doug Frank, checking in. We go to Laura Loomer in just one second. But first, let's go to this. Go to frankspeech.com. Click right there where it says online store. Click right there. Frankspeech.com. You guys see that? Online store. Click right there. Uh, go to frankspeech.com. Click on online store. Buy one, get one free. Use the promo code L77 for Lindell Report. Lindell Report, L77. Buy one, get one free. Uh, the. Uh, Bed sheets, uh, Giza Elegance My Pillows, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, My Pillow Six-Piece Towel Set, all of these, buy one, get one free. I don't know how long this sale's going to be on, so you might want to take advantage of it while you can. Graduation gifts, getting kids ready for college in the fall, these make great gifts. Weddings coming up in June next month, can you believe June next month already? Weddings coming up, going to be pretty, pretty big wedding year i'm sure uh so great wedding gifts people getting their first homes apartments not only for yourself but make great gifts throwing in mike's book that's a $20 value in itself the slippers 50 percent off those these are amazing i wear them every morning every night uh the mattress topper two inch mattress topper that's excellent for college dorms particularly take those cheap college dorms put that on top of that <laughs> that saves uh, a student I mean, it's great sleep. They may not get much, but what they get will be quality, as Mike says. My sleepwear, men's as well as women's. Overstock, closeout blanket sale. Uh, You got the dog bed. You got the uh, mattress protector, the signs, the cups, the shirts, bleed stop, bionic, wrench, so much more. Check out it all. FrankSpeech.com. Click on online store. Use that powerful promo code L77. The powerful promo code L77. All right? Support what Mike is doing, his work to save America, to fix 2020, so we can stop this Marxist revolution that's been going on. Well, joining me now is Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer, well, she just filed uh, some paperwork and is making national news. We have her right here now tonight, live from Florida. Laura, welcome back to the Lindell Report. Thank you for joining us. Mike had to bail out of us due to a meeting tonight, so I'm glad to have you with us. Thanks for being with us. I know... Mike is uh, going to be seeing this, though. I just talked to him before he went on the air. Good. Tell me about your big news breaking today, Laura.
2: Well, thanks so much uh, to you and Mike, Bell, of course, for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, so today I uh, filed a very big lawsuit. I filed a $10 billion RICO case against Facebook, Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jack Dorsey. And wow. so, yeah, and so people can go to my website, loomerd.com and they can learn about uh, uh, my RICO case. Uh, but really, uh, ultimately, what this is is we're we're going after uh, the big tech mafia because that's what they are. They are a mafia uh, for for racketeering, and um, you know, for far too long, uh, the left and the mainstream media has brushed aside uh, censorship of conservatives as a conspiracy theory. Okay, but I think that with the theft of the 2020 election, the deplatforming of a sitting United States president. The deplatforming of myself, the only deplatformed candidate in United States history. Millions of conservatives being censored. Okay, the the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020 to help uh, the Biden regime uh, steal the election from Donald Trump. Uh, And and as a few days ago, right, Mike Lindell himself tried to get back on Twitter and they banned him again. Uh, It's pretty obvious. That that was
0: big news over the weekend and it made the Daily Mail UK last night. I mean, he was on there for like, what, two, three hours and boom, banned again.
2: Yeah, exactly, and and what these companies are doing, right, is they're conspiring together, Facebook and Twitter, they're conspiring together in a criminal way, uh, criminal enterprise, uh, to use hate speech, right, as a pretext uh, to silence their political opposition. And so we filed a 133-page complaint today in the Northern District of California. I'm proud to be represented by former Congressman Bob Barr, out of Georgia, and. Uh, John Pierce, who's a constitutional lawyer out of uh, California. John Pierce has represented people like Carter Page. He helped George Papadopoulos get a pardon. He also represented Kyle Rittenhouse. And so we really have an all-star legal team. Wow. And we're gonna hold big tech accountable. And you know, uh, it seems like the Republicans in Congress, they they've been aware of big tech censorship for a while. Uh, but they don't wanna do anything about it. And I think we all saw this this last week, the savior complex uh, that that the Republican Party establishment has and the Republican Party leadership. These people had control of the House and the Senate when Donald Trump was in the White House. And they knew back then that social media censorship was a problem because of course I was banned right during the Trump administration. I raised awareness about this. I initially filed my lawsuits during the Trump administration against big tech censorship I confronted Jack Dorsey during the congressional hearing on big tech censorship, and it was Republicans. <laughs> it was Republicans who mocked me and basically had me escorted out of the hearing room by police officers. And so well, now, wasn't
0: it McCarthy, though, last week that's now the, on audio saying, can't we take away the Twitter account of these other people, these other conservatives?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I was first to break break uh, the story of McCarthy censoring conservatives back when I was running for Congress in, 20, in 2020, if you recall, uh, Comcast and... Uh, Comcast actually banned my campaign from sending out text messages and emails in a district where Comcast Xfinity was the ISP for over 90 percent of the constituency. And when I was the Republican nominee endorsed by President Trump and Trump voted for me, we reached out to Kevin McCarthy and the NRCC and they refused to issue a comment. And so I always found that to be very bizarre. And then after the campaign, as I wrote about in my book, loomed how I became the most banned woman in the world, which you know you've read yourself and so, you've seen this in my book, I said, wow, the FEC report showed that Comcast was Kevin McCarthy's largest donor. So Comcast paid Kevin McCarthy off to censor the Republican candidate in the president's own home district. And we saw that McCarthy hates Donald Trump. He he was on secret audio with Liz Cheney saying that he wanted Donald Trump to resign. He wanted him to not be pardoned, which means, in other words, he wanted Donald Trump to go to prison. So why should Kevin McCarthy ever be speaker of the House? I mean, this is what I was warning every, everybody about when I was calling that traitor out on your show back in January, if you recall, when I confronted him during his fancy little donor retreat at the Ritz-Carlton in my Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. Gotta go. He was right there in the room when you did that, right?
2: Yeah. And then, you know, after that, the NRCC, after the video went viral because they didn't realize I was recording – uh, apparently, a lot of their donors, a lot of their donors, called them and complained. And then two weeks later, they were forced to uh, censure Liz Cheney. And so, uh, you know, in the end, I won. In the end, uh, I was proven right again, and I've been proven right countless times again. And uh, just like I'm fighting as a congressional candidate in Florida's 11th district, which is uh, Lake County, Sumter County, the villages, if you're watching, uh, parts of uh, Polk County, Polk City and also now parts of Orange County, including the Disney properties. I will be the Congresswoman when I win my race on August 23rd. I saw you had uh, Dr. Frank on, talking about the importance of these primaries. I am one of those America first candidates running in a primary. And when is your
0: primary, what is it?
2: August 23rd, 2022. And then there's early voting and the week and a half before that. But if you're a snowbird, you're gonna wanna request your ballot. I prefer people vote in person, but if you're gonna be out of town, You know, you have to vote in the primaries because the primaries matter more than November. So they want to
0: make sure you don't win the primary so they can put some, you know, McCarthy handpicked stooge to go in there and do his bidding.
2: And so the guy I'm running against, his name is Dan Webster. He's one of the only Republicans in Congress who didn't support President Trump during the second impeachment. He doesn't believe the election was stolen. He skipped the vote on the January 6th commission. The guy's a total rhino career politician. He's been in office longer than I've been alive. Let
0: me tell you how long he's been in office. He's been in office so long that he attended one of my worldview weekends down in Florida 20 some odd years ago. So I actually met the man. I got a picture somewhere in our file of my wife and I with the guy 20 some odd years ago. He actually attended my Worldview Weekend um, uh, down in Florida. somewhere. If you name the town, I, I would remember it. But he was there. I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: Yeah, and so now with the redistricting, the district is a, it is a majority red Republican seat. It's R19, so this is a safe Republican seat. So as long as I win the primary, I'll be the next congresswoman in District 11, representing the American people, representing the good people, the good people of District 11 and and pushing that America first agenda. Because Dan Webster is a rhino. Dan Webster doesn't believe the election was stolen. Dan Webster is using Facebook to campaign right now, even though Facebook helped steal the election from Donald Trump and banned a sitting United States president. So we got to get him out. Make sure you listen. Your, your previous speaker was absolutely uh, absolutely spot on. They're going to try to steal elections in the primaries. And I'm proud to announce that as of today, I have officially qualified to get on the ballot. Uh, we, we received uh, uh, all 2,568 of the required petitions. So we spoke to over 3,000 voters in the district because we actually got more than the required amount. And we got over 3,000 uh, petitions signed. And uh, now we're qualified to be on the ballot. And so it's amazing. I just want to thank all my volunteers and my campaign staff. And just like I'm fighting uh, on the campaign trail as a deplatformed candidate with an anti-big tech agenda, I'm fighting in the courtroom as well. And uh, people can review my complaint at Loomered.com. Well, in fact, let's
0: go there. I just went there while you were talking a while ago. Loomered.com, that's L-O-O-M-E-R-E-D, L-O-O-M-E-R-E-D.com. You'll see it in fact i'll go back one page so you can find it it's right there breaking right there no,
2: that, uh scroll down that's a different one that's a that's a case from a while back
0: that's a different one all right, all right. oh there it is lost. there it is right, right. here
2: right uh, no that's uh that one right there yeah go ahead click that nope down right there breaking congressional candidate files groundbreaking all right lost. glad
0: glad i'm glad you're here to help me here Um uh, all right Um, yeah, there it is. Headline. Congressional candidate Laura Loomer files groundbreaking RICO lawsuit against big tech giants Facebook and Twitter. So you can read the whole lawsuit right here. How many pages is it?
2: It's a 133 page complaint. And essentially, you know, we are asserting and we provide a lot of evidence that, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, as and then we mentioned Google as well. Uh, although we are suing uh, Facebook and Twitter and Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, uh, that um, you know they are members of an enterprise which uh, continues to fraudulently use the pretext of hate speech as a cover for committing crimes uh, and and uh, illegal uh, predicate acts under the RICO statutes. And so I'm reading now from the case. You can see that uh, there's uh, different predicates of case. Of course, the suit claims the schemes include extortion, wire fraud, racketeering, and overthrowing the uh, the government, as well as aiding and abetting terrorist organizations. So, you know, that is a crime. That is a crime here in America, to aid and abet terrorist organizations. And we see that one of the ways that these companies are guilty of racketeering. And look at this. Have-
0: here. Look at the statutes you got here. Fraud by wire, radio or television. Yeah. Definition of, quote, scheme to artifice to defraud. right. Uh, Interference with commerce by threats or violence. Interstate and foreign transportation and aid of racketeering enterprises. Racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations providing material support to terrorists. Tell me about that one.
2: Yeah, with, you know, they allow the Taliban, and we have evidence of this too. It's not just the Taliban. Did you know that after Facebook banned me, and it was actually three years ago exactly to this day, May 2nd, 2019, they banned me as a dangerous individual, okay? And they said that I was a terrorist. They said that I was a dangerous individual equivalent to some type of terrorist. But even then, they were allowing for ISIS. They were actually auto-generating advertisements for ISIS and al-Qaeda. So I'm supposedly dangerous, but ISIS and al-Qaeda aren't dangerous to the point where Facebook's going to auto-generate. They are guilty of providing material support and platform access to an Islamic terrorist organization, a violation of our laws. And so, Talk
0: to me um, about this one here, advocating overthrow of the government. Yeah. Talk to well, me about we, that one.
2: Well, look, we see you can you can scroll down and see all the evidence, but you can see during the summer of love, uh, all of these uh, these companies, Facebook and Twitter, they they actively promoted Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Twitter even put the the Black Lives Matter Black Fist in their in their profile, even though they were advocating uh, for absolute uh, anarchy and destruction of American cities, and then of course uh, you know overthrowing the government, stealing an election. Uh, Interfering in our election, silencing the Hunter Biden case, deplatforming a sitting uh, congressional candidate, deplatforming a sitting United States president.
0: Look at that one. Whoever knowingly or willfully obets or teaches the desirability of propriety of overthrowing or destroying the government of the United States or the government of any state, territory, district or possession thereof. I mean, all the information. And again, what's impressive is the attorneys you have working for you. If they did not think this case had merit they would not have put their name on it
2: exactly and 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 look there was a review process too I mean it was very hard uh, you know initially to find local counsel in California so I'm in, in, incredibly grateful to Uh, Former Congressman Bob Barr, who's taken on this case. And, uh, you know, due to uh, the way that some of these other lawsuits have played out across the country, including President Donald Trump's own lawsuit that he filed in the Southern District of Florida, where I once filed a defamation case against Facebook, right? The court already ruled that these cases have to be moved to the Northern District of California. And so, you know, that's why we filed in the Northern District of California, even though California tends to be kind of a hostile place, right? Uh, towards conservatives and towards free speech as a whole Uh, but um you know when we were looking for local counsel in uh, florida or or, excuse me in california (laughs) uh all the law firms all the lawyers right had conflicts of interest i mean you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find a lawyer in california to to file the case because all of them have conflicts. Either they're in bed with Google, they're in bed with Facebook, in bed with Apple, in bed with Twitter, or, oh, my wife works for Twitter. Oh, my wife uh, is a lawyer for Apple. Oh, my daughter's uh, doing an internship with Google. I mean, it took us over four months, honestly, to find local counsel in California, just due to all the conflicts. And then there were lawyers that were too scared to go up against big tech uh, because they'll destroy you in California. And so- Look uh, at this,
0: look at this on June, on or about June 11th, 2020. Facebook refused to remove a page celebrating, quote, dead cops, in quote, titled The Only Good Cops Are Dead Cops, which openly incited violence against police officers after it was reported by its users and said that although it may be offensive, it does not violate any specific community standards. Facebook expressly told its content moderators to allow calling police officers pigs and that, quote, the policy was shaped by left-wing individuals who were seeking to influence the discourse and also influence the election. In Quote. So did they admit that? They must have. But yeah, look at that. Uh, Facebook insider Ryan Hardway, the company. Wow. And then they go, all this stuff is footnoted, as you can see.
2: Everything is footnoted, and you mentioned Ryan Hartwig, who, of course, was the Project Veritas Facebook whistleblower. Uh, I'm very uh, thankful that Ryan was able to provide some of his evidence to my legal team as well. And so we use evidence collected by uh, by big tech whistleblowers, and everything is footnoted, and they can see. I mean, I, uh, like this lawsuit, we've been working on this for 18 months. Okay, okay let me I ask have-
0: you this. Would you be willing to come on my show tomorrow night? Let me print this out. Highlight this thing up because I'd like to present more of what's in this because I love the fact that it's so documented.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be traveling uh, traveling tomorrow night, but uh, we can work it out uh, if I have to just do it via phone. I can do it via phone as well. It may be kind of hard for me to do video uh, tomorrow because I'll be traveling. Okay, actually, I'll, text
0: you, I'll text you as we get when, we been get been offline. But look look at this one. Here's one. Look at this one on page 30. What page is number 305? Page 305. No, it's not page, it's page one hundred thirteen. On July twenty fourth, twenty twenty, law enforcement today, that's a great, that's a great website. I was on that website today. Was set to hold the largest pro police rally in Long Island, New York on July 25th. But Facebook deleted the event's page without explanation. So you could put on there calling cops pigs, you could put on there, you know, things about dead cops. And I you know, and I understand that we want to defend freedom of speech, even things that we find offensive. But the point, point is, when you hold a pro-police rally, that gets deleted. And look at this. Facebook, uh, on December 9th, 2020, then-Senate Homeland Security Committee Chairman Senator Ron Johnson stated that without the interference of companies, including defendants, quote, Trump would have won the election. That's the enormous influence that social media and other liberal biased media played on this election. Their interference just is order of magnitude, just in order of magnitude, greater than any Russia, Russian or Chinese or Iran foreign interference in this campaign. This is really well laid out. Um, Maybe uh, also, again, if you want to have any of your attorneys join us, because I think we need to rip through this thing, because, again, you're going for... I I would love to have them explain the whole racketeering, how you're using that, the legal aspects... And then 10 Absolutely. billion, 10 billion dollars, Laura.
2: Yes, well, look, <laughs> what is the price what is the price of the crimes that these big tech uh, companies have committed? What is the price of a stolen election, okay? What is the price of aiding and abetting Islamic terrorist organizations? What is the price of deplatforming a candidate. I mean, we don't know how many other candidates would currently be in office right now if it weren't for the interference of these companies. We don't know, right, how many people would still be alive today or how many people uh, have died. I mean, we know that many people have died as a result of the censorship and the racketeering uh, committed by these companies, okay? Look at at the way that they uh, falsely censored information about uh, COVID-19 and the effectiveness of certain medications that we now know are life-saving, life-saving drugs okay these people have committed crimes and the executives need to need to be punished criminally and so uh if i'm not able to come on tomorrow i'm happy to come on uh, when i'm not traveling sometime this week Uh, i'm going to be traveling uh, down to palm beach to attend the premiere of dinesh d'souza's film uh, 2000 mules which I'm looking forward to seeing as well about the stolen election. Uh, but uh, I'm happy to have my attorneys, uh, Congressman Bob Barr, and also uh, John Pierce come on to uh, discuss it. Perhaps well, let me
0: know go. if the, any of them are available tomorrow night uh, to come on my show. It starts at 730 Central because uh, we'd love to have them on. But I'm glad you were able to come on. You're brave. You're gutsy. We, we uh, of course, love having you on the the, the broadcast here and on the whole network. And um, I hope people will visit your website. Loom, Laura Loomer for Congress.com is one of them. Loomerd.com and then Laura Loomer for Congress.com, correct?
2: Correct. And uh, look, if you want to see an America First candidate who actually is going to fight against big tech tyranny, big tech election interference in the stolen election and restore election integrity, uh, please donate today at LauraLumer4Congress.com. Uh We are out fundraising. Uh, my Rhino opponent, he just raised $52,000, okay, and gave, uh, gave over $20,000 of that to the NRCC, of course, which hates Donald Trump. And I raised $169,000. And so just Look at that, triple out fundraising a rhino incumbent. This is the election season that we send a message to the Washington elites and the establishment in both parties and tell them, you are not gonna get away with stealing our elections. And we send a message to big tech. You are not gonna silence us. You are not going to steal our elections because it is the American people who will decide election winners and losers, not big tech. And so uh, I hope to have everybody's support because I will be your fighter. I will be your voice in Congress. I won't just be a voice for the people of District 11. I will be America's Congresswoman.
0: Excellent. Laura, as always, wonderful. Text me as we get off the air here. Let me know about some of your representatives coming on to talk about this case. I wanna print it out, I wanna highlight it, because I can already tell there's gonna be a lot of stories documented in there. We need to inform the listeners about $10 billion racketeering case, RICO case. Good job, Laura.
2: Thank you, and uh, I hope uh, Mike Lindell's watching this. Perhaps he wants to get in on supporting the lawsuit, You know, because send them a message. Send them a message, Mike. Let them know they're not gonna silence you. They're not gonna silence uh, patriots who uh, believe the election was stolen. Let's work on this together and help protect free speech in our elections for all Americans and all future generations. So thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you, Laura. Thank you for your courage. Laura Loomer checking in and I hope you'll check out her website. Well, we're about out of time. Again, Mike is traveling and in meetings tonight couldn't be with us, but of course, he is with us in spirit, and I know he appreciates your watching. Hey, will you support what Mike is doing? Go to MyPillow.com, go to FrankSpeech.com, click on online store. Either one, big sale going on. Buy one, get one free. Big buy one, get one free sale. Don't know how long it's going to go on, so you better take advantage of it uh, while it is ongoing. MyPillow.com, use that promo code L77, promo code L77. Tonight, I'm going to have on attorney Matt Staver. He just won his case at the U.S. Supreme Court 9-0. to Nine to zero on the Christian flag flying in Boston before the city hall. Matt Staver joins us today. Was the victory? He joins us tonight. Trevor Loudon, many many others. The Worldview Report is up next. Thanks for watching. Take care.
1: You're watching Lindell TV.